0: This week's edition of Gravel Travel, I'm your host, JJ Leroux. The term Gravel Travel, to me, has always had more than just one meaning. The excitement you feel with the sudden change in the road surface, the smell of the dust, the proverbial, when you deflate the tires to the acquired pressure, is just the start of the adventure. On a philosophical level, it leaves it wide open. For me, it's a reminder that it isn't always plain sailing. You and your riding buddy all have their fair share of cuts and bruises from when the road gets a bit rougher. What is your experience with gravel travel? In this episode, I chat to Stefan Bosov, whose life as an adventure rider took on a whole new meaning when he met Dakar legend Alfie Cox. And thereafter Jan de Toei from Country Tracks Off Road Riding Academy in South Africa Stefan welcome to Gravel Travel. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, like you said, my name is Stefan Bossof. Um I was born on a, on a farm in the Free State um, which is in the middle of South Africa and, um, and grew up there basically for the first six years of my life after which I was um, I was sent to school. I still don't know why that was necessary because um, um, but okay that's what my parents decided and then from that age I basically became a visitor on the farm. Spent as much time there as, as I possibly could. So, um, so and that's from there I developed a little bit of a diesel and dust addiction because we were crop farmers and there were lots of tractors and and lots of burning of diesel and smelling of dust and um, and that's why I grew up and um, and grew a love for 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 that. So there was always
0: some form of motorized element in your life from a very young age.
1: Yeah, my mother still accuses me that from the day I was born. Um, I was always happy if I had a steering wheel in my hands and a seat <laughs> under my bum somehow <laughs>
0: that's fantastic do you do you want to just touch on on some of the your the fondest memories on the farm and and growing up as a as a young man?
1: yeah I was fortunate enough to um to to grow up there and it was um it was far from everywhere obviously the openness and everything some people just dream of and then I had the opportunity to um to operate all these machines which um I think I have a bit of a, a natural addiction to them as well and, um, and I learned how a lot of things work. When I went to study engineering, they didn't really teach me much because I knew it all from the farm. I just, I just learned the mathematics behind it while I was studying.
0: The first time that I became aware of that I am seeing something about you as a biker or a motorcyclist was you talking about a Honda XR650.
1: Yeah, so we, we had bikes on the farm earlier on as well. Um, I left out the, the 185s that, that we herded cheap with. But um, adventure riding, as, as we know it, was um, was a term that, um, that, that I heard about. In those days, um, it was just after the, the, the XR500 and the XT660 and the, that, that sort of time frame. And then Honda made this revolutionary bike, with a, which, which was the XR650R at the time. Um a water-cooled engine and an aluminium frame, and um and I got one of those, and that became my my first proper adventure bike, if you want to call it that.
0: You used that as a as a adventure bike. Was there was there much adventure riding for you at the time?
1: Yeah, I am. Um, I arrived in Durban, and um and I heard about this guy called Alfie Cox. Alfie was um was a Dakar champion at the time. He um he's best Dakar. He came second on the bikes, and he did a whole lot of Dakars, and he did some Dakars in a car as well. So he is a bit of a legend, 13 Dakars later. So I, I heard about this guy, and um, and I went to his shop and said to him, okay, I'm, I'm new in the area, and um, is there any sort of riding being done here? And um, and he says, yes, you're welcome, come with us. Um, what I didn't realize is that, um, is that the ride he was talking about was a plastic bike ride, which um, is more 300 2 strut type territory, and I arrived there with my XR650, and I nearly got killed a few times. <laughs> And, um, but, but then we, um, we, we, also moved on to the adventure biking side. And, um, and, um, at that time as a KTM dealer, they didn't really have adventure bikes other than the, the 625s and those bike sort of bikes started coming into play and in the, with Alfie and the Dakar, et cetera. Um, it was sort of a natural progression towards the, the adventure riding thing. And then KTM launched the 950 adventure which was the next big step in the, in the adventure riding scene, I think, um, and now the single cylinder thumpers were, were out of the way and, um, and the V-Twins got, got launched and um, at the same time, BMW had the 1100 and the 1150 GSs. Being friends with Alfie, he, um, he talked me into about the, the second or the third 950 adventure that was sold in Durban or in the country for that matter. And the um, and whole new world opened up because um, for the first time ever in history we had something that can do 200 kilometers an hour on a gravel road. No other vehicle was able to do that before that, and then um, that's when the whole new world and the whole new scene opened up for us, um, and we started playing that game.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. I I can't help but think that you ride with these guys, and they they are pretty. I mean they're pretty good riders, and. How does how does your life develop then as a rider and from a skills level?
1: Yeah, if you ride um, with Alfie, I, I I hear I hear lots of people saying that they they've ridden with Alfie. To be quite honest, I've never seen anybody riding with Alfie. You might be on the same trip, but you're not riding with him. <laughs> yes, um, because you see him in the beginning and you see him where he decides to stop again, but you, you're not you're not with him along the way. One thing I've learned with Alfie is them um, is how much I don't know. Obviously. By, um, by spending time together and by, by doing things together, you learn a lot. I had to learn a lot about the adventure biking scene because um, these um, 250 kilogram, 1,000cc <clears throat> monsters are, are a different kettle of fish altogether compared to a, a single cylinder 650. So we, there, there was a lot of learning. I suppose um, the fact that I'm still alive is, is more luck than anything else at the, at the moment.
0: Your interest... And your development of your riding skills and your ability as, at this stage—you are now hooked, and this is what you love, and you're doing this.
1: Yeah. So um, with um, we, we did a lot of riding um, at, at the time when we first started, and it's um, basically every weekend we, we were we were on the bikes and we were we were going somewhere. Living in Durban, Sani Pass is 200 kilometers away. I had a separate passport that only had Sani Pass stamps in, and, and I just about filled it up with um, so. Most Sundays we went for a, for a quick ride to sani and up to the top and have a, have a cool drink at the top and come back again. so uh, and obviously the community started growing and um, and I started meeting a lot more people. My realization that I that I need to know a little bit more about this game, I came across Country Tracks, um, which is an off-road riding academy in South Africa, and that was founded by Jan de Tui um, in about 2000. So um, in 2004, I, I first met Jan for a, for a training course, and um, and that's basically, I suppose, the next step of my development, if you want to call it that, and um, and the new horizons that I've been crossing along the way.
0: You did a training course at Country Tracks. Where where do we go to from here? Where how does your life develop as a as first as a participant in training and then becoming a trainer yourself?
1: Yeah, so I, I went to um, to Jan, and then um, and then we became friends as well. So um so I went for more courses and um so I I've, I did quite a few weekends at, at Jan's place. I don't know how many, probably ten or fifteen. It, it was quite a few. So in 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 so doing we um. We spent more time together, and, um, and then we started doing rides together as well. So my first trip to Angola was with with Jan and um, and um, and a group of guys that he got together. I moved to Bloemfontein at at some point. I think it was 2008 about there. Then Jan asked me um, if I didn't think that we should do some training in the Free State. Because country tracks was not represented in the Free State at the time, and um, and that's how the the instructor in me basically was was born. Is, is with um, with a country Tracks free state.
0: At the time, the need for training was quite a the, the adventure market as we understand it today. There was quite a rapid growth from that point on. Yeah, that's
1: um, that's in that time. The, you know, we all know the Ewan McGregor and Charlie Boorman movies that um, that kickstarted the the, the business. So did um, cause a lot of growth in the market. And there was other other factors as well, obviously. But yes, there was, there was rapid growth and it was, um, it was the, the biking discipline that, that grew the fastest for, for quite a few years, I suppose, for 10 years nonstop. The, um, the adventure biking scene just became bigger and bigger because everybody wanted these bikes and they, they saw the pictures on the walls in the dealerships and they, they all wanted to be part of this team.
0: One thing that I've always enjoyed about you and your career, not just as an adventure rider, but then later becoming an instructor yourself, is that you've always kept it going. You, you didn't just stop because you became an instructor. You always involved in adventure riding yourself.
1: Yeah, you see that the passion is the adventure riding. That that's um, I suppose that's the foundation of the whole thing. Being an instructor to me was 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 just an avenue to to share the passion. Um it, um it wasn't for being a teacher or having a school or anything like that so um it's a way to um to bring people together and um and to to share the, the joy and to share the passion with them and to to show them how um how how much joy you can you can get out of a motorcycle the saddest thing um, was always for me to um to look at guys they, they, they buy the motorbike and they um they keep it in their garage um they too scared to ride it and they just bought it because their friend has one and then um, a year or two later they they go and sell it with with a thousand or two or three thousand kilometers on the clock and um, and it's a big waste so um so one of the things i always tell guys is the the only return on investment that you can get on a motorbike is the joy that you derive from from riding it it's a bad financial investment because you know you're going to lose money the day you buy the bike you'll never get more money than what you paid for it my my sharing of the passion is about that is um is to increase the the, the normal riders activity level on the bike and um, the more confident you become the more you enjoy the bike and the more you ride it and the more friends you'll have along on trips. so that's um that that's really the the bottom line I mean we where, where do you get time
0: for work in all of this <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's what what um, what most people ask me as well is um because you know I, I don't um, I don't put a picture on Facebook every day behind my desk doing um doing work you know? so um, so most people that see your sort of social media presence um, are of the perception that you, that you only, only ride motorbikes. If someone wanted to pay me better to ride motorbikes full-time, I would do it tomorrow, but then um, I haven't found that option yet. I've, there's nobody who wants to pay me to ride a motorbike.
0: It was during this time that BMW Motorrad, South Africa, came up with the idea that they didn't just want to sell a motorcycle, but a lifestyle. They team up with Country Tracks and in 2004 the Great African GS Challenge was born. And then naturally from there with Jan and Country Tracks, the whole explosion or the, the event as we understand it today, the GS Trophy.
1: South Africa is not a huge market for um, for motorcycles in general if you compare it to, to, to the world. What we do know is that, um, that adventure bikes get treatment in South Africa that they don't see anywhere else in the world. And the Germans heard about this whole thing, and um, and they came to South Africa in 2006 when the when the GS Challenge was in was at Malmansook in the in the Free State. They came out to to have a look at what this whole thing is about with um with the events and the GS Challenge as it as it was was known at the time. They went back, and um and partly because of what they saw here, they decided that this idea must grow into a into a global thing, and that's where the where the GS Trophy was born, with the first event being in um, in North Africa in 2008. So yes, that that's basically where that um, where it all started. So it's quite special for you in in
0: your development as a as an adventure rider, then an instructor, your time at country tracks to be involved in all of this f- from its infancy
1: to where it is right now. Yeah, it is quite special. So um you know the event was, um was always about competition, but it's also not about competition. so um so it's about exactly what we stand for. Um, and that is to um, to spread the joy and to um, to bring other people into the into the business and um, and share with them the fun that you can have on on the bikes. The competition element was was brought into it um, just to give it a competition element so that um, so that there's a, a reason some team must win and you have to to do some things. But that's not um, the main thing really. The whole event, um, as it stands, is is really um, a demonstration of the joy more than what it is about the uh, the best team on on the event. The, the core value of the of the brand is um is the spreading of joy, and um and it's something that I fully subscribe to, and um you know everybody who's been with us um, through a GS Trophy campaign as it stands today, will know that um you know the philosophy of the whole thing is um is about rewarding that that sort of passion so um so I always really enjoy it when a when a 35 40 50 year old guy comes along, buys his motorbike comes to the first course two years later he um, he gets ignited about this whole GS trophy thing and another two years later he makes the South african team to to go to wherever the the next year's international trophy is going to be because we you know we can send Alfie Coxy under Tue and um and Daryl Curtis to a um, to a Gs trophy and um and win it. my my biggest victory is to take a normal guy who didn't who knew nothing about a motorbike two years or f- four years ago and go and win the Gs trophy with with that team. that's um that that's really what it's all about.
0: You've been involved in one more than one team winning the trophy, is that right? Yeah,
1: I've been involved with um with a few teams and um the, the the standard of riding in South Africa and the terrain we've got and the opportunity we've got to go to places is um is just conducive to getting good riders trained and good riders developed. We, we what we have in South Africa we you don't see anywhere else in the world. We um we've got the best riding opportunity and riding terrain that you can imagine. So um I've often said there's um you know you can do the whole GS trophy campaign. And um out of the top ten riders on a on a national qualifier, you can take any three of those riders and go and win the trophy. so it's um the standard that we have here and it's um it's different to any, anywhere else in the world.
0: You became involved or was it as an instructor initially in the GS trophy and then went along as a the journalist of the team.
1: Yeah, my, my first GS trophy um, as a, as an official was um was the twenty ten GS trophy which we presented here in South Africa. I was a marshal on on that event, so so I was involved with Jan um, and the team with with the planning and the execution. We basically um, presented the event on behalf of BMW. There was only um, five marshals, 10 teams at at that event. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be one of the marshals and that's where my, um, call it official GS Trophy involvement started.
0: I mean, you, you didn't have any journalist training or, or any form of anything like that. And then you just had to go in and, and write little articles and things every day to give people feedback at home.
1: The so-called embedded journalist is, um, is a position that, you, um, that that exists on the on the GS Trophy. So in, in 2012, we, um, we had a team going and Wayne Phillips was, a, was the journalist with, with that team. In 2014, um, Jan said to me, so um, why don't you do the journalist job I started writing some stories about what we were doing um, on, on the bikes, and, um, and a few magazines published these things, and, um, and people read it. And um, so Jan decided that um, that it, it, it should be okay for me to be the journalist, and um, it was also good for him because there is now one marshal less that he has to worry about. He could put me in a different position, and um, I quite enjoyed that because um, I was um, I was able to spend all my time with the team then instead of. Um, of, um, of doing everything right and looking official and um, and be a, a, a good presenter, I was now on the other side of the fence and I um, I became quite good at martial intimidation on the GS Trophy. So um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: that's that's one of the things that um, yeah that we have to do and um, yeah so I really enjoyed that and I was involved with the preparation of the teams and um, 2014 I went to Canada together with the guys and we came second in Canada. Because there was a, a team from um, from Central Eastern Europe that um, that were freaks, so um, I don't know how those guys can ride the motorbike so well. But luckily they didn't come to the next trophy. So um, in 2016 we went to Thailand, and that's the first time that we actually won it. So um, so that was um, that was another little victory. But um, like I said, the the winning is great and it's nice and everything, but it's not it's not all. It's basically not the, the main component. Uh, the big thing is the is the trophy and the joy. that's, that's what it's all about.
0: As an outsider, it's not just about man and machine, right? It's about more than that. Do you do you want to do you feel to to expand on that a bit more?
1: Yeah, you know the the adventure biking scene is probably the only thing you can do as a team alone, because it's a, it's a team sport. Um, it's it's um it's good to to have people around you, and um and um you can do it alone as well if you want to, but um. You go with a, with a lot of people and you have the, um, the group dynamics and the, the enjoyment of, um, of a lot of people doing something together. But you're also um, on your own in the sense that um, that you're on your bike and you've got a helmet over your head and a whole lot of engines that are making a noise so you can't really talk to each other. And it's only you that can get the bike from point A to point B. So um, so it is a fairly unique game in, in that sense. Um, I'll never, um, well, I say never now, but um, for, for, for the moment, um, I, I'm not interested in any of these helmet communication systems or anything like that because that's why we ride. the bike is to is to have the the alone time in a group is is, um, is basically what it's um, what it's about.
0: As, as a couple of closing thoughts, I want to touch on training and how that enhances your experience. It doesn't it, it brings a whole lot more than just enhancing the riding experience. is that right?
1: Yeah, it, it, it makes my life complete really you know I I've often said it and at most of the training courses that I present I learn more than than any of the participants because you learn a lot about people and the way they see their bike and the way they um they, they see their own progress on the motorcycle and with the motorcycle so um so it gives me a whole lot of um of joy and a whole lot of, of, of knowledge about what people want and what they like and what they want to do and um and it gives me an opportunity to to speak into their lives and um and give them a bit of guidance where where it's needed so um so the, the, the training is about a lot more than, than just the training. You know, there's there's a lot of, of ways to learn things. Um, I always say that um, that skill is basically a, a combination um, of knowledge and experience. Another good friend once said to me that, um, that practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes permanent. Part of the training is about um, learning the right techniques, the right knowledge um, component. And um, if you have that and you combine it with experience, then you can call it skill. You know, there's there's many other ways you can watch a, a video on the internet and um and learn how to ride a motorbike, but um but it's not the same as um as a, as a one-on-one experience. Um, if you're talented enough and it works for you, it, it's great. But um, but yes, like you say, the the, the, the training events and the um, the interaction we we get to have with people is is about a lot more than than just learning about how to ride a motorbike or me teaching someone. Um, it's a two-way communication much more than um, than just me telling people what to do.
0: If you get the opportunity to have what you do right now, would you choose this again?
1: You know, the, the journey is not over. I still have a few trips left in me. And um, but uh, the the run up to, to where we are, um, you know, what, whatever I've told you um, is um, is perceptions and um, an experience that you that you gain from um, from your own interaction with people. You know, f- starting off with um, with um, with the Alfie Coxes and the Undertoys of the world, and there's many more of them. It's a journey that um, that I would not trade for anything. It's, a, it's, it's it's the best that I that I can imagine. So um, so no, I wouldn't change anything. Stefan, thank you very much. Okay, JJ.
0: Training, instructors, and institutions play an integral role to smooth out these surfaces for us. I'm a firm believer in the importance of that.